they asked people about how the virus started, basically, like what they believed about how the virus started. And only 40% chose came about naturally. Welcome to the From Quarantine podcast, a daily dose of dry humor from two Americans living in the heart of Europe, hosted by January Newbanks and Tassie Gibson. Hello, Tacita. Hello. How are you, Miss January? I'm good. I've been busy all day, but I'm feeling good about that because that's not an everyday occurrence in quarantine. <laughs> well, that's I'd nice. much rather be busy than bored, so Aww. I'll take it. My dog is on holiday from me today. He's visiting his little dog friend, <laughs> um, and so I also... I'm feeling like this weird, I'm busy, but yeah, it's really quiet here. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah, Lucy's um, been jump roping in the hall for the last two hours, two and a half hours. So if you hear some thumping <laughs> that sounds like a dinosaur, it's probably my kid trying to perfect her jump roping technique inside good. the house. Yes, I have good. given get up. All the, get, get all that energy out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, one of the many various uh, things I've been working on, my bullet point for today is I trimmed my own bangs. Uh, all the experts are telling you not to, Tassada. I know. The experts tell you not to. But then I Googled, <laughs> <laughs> I Googled all these YouTube videos about how to cut your own bangs in quarantine. And uh-huh. actually, there were some good tips because basically they tell you don't cut them, but just do like the put the scissors um up and down up and down exactly and just like chop the ends so it wasn't a trim as in I didn't cut across and make myself look like a cupie doll from 1950s Um, (laughs) but I just slightly touched the ends um but I can see again I can see because between the mask and the glasses and the bangs yeah (laughs) I was like I almost situation I almost uh, got hit by a car with Tony yesterday morning because I just did not see him when I was crossing the street. It's so, a hazard, yeah. Yeah. And what about your bullet points? My bullet point is that I am newly addicted to the video game on the Nintendo Switch Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy was, has won me over. About this last week. Yeah. Yes, and it's so calming and stress relieving it's amazing because it's not there's not like anything you're really trying to accomplish on a timeline or fight it's just like you're wandering around this island and you're like maintaining it and taking care of it and there's like new stuff that comes all the time that you can work on and then at night you have like an actual sunset like if you're playing during sunset time it keeps track of like where you're at like northern hemisphere or southern hemisphere so the seasons match up and, um, yeah, I've just become addicted to it. I really like it. Wow. Yeah. Fun. So if any of you out there have um, your Nintendo Switch codes that you'd like to to uh, share with me, I can share with you. We can visit each other's islands and pick each other's <laughs> fruit. I have oranges. I have oranges. So what if you have something other than oranges, we can trade. Very cool. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think that this week we have been brave girls because in our last week of this podcast, 
we have decided to take on the big topic. So yesterday was TP. Yeah. And today it's conspiracy theories. Ooh. <laughs> so um, we read this article from Vox, which seems to be one of our favorite yeah. uh, media information sources these They're days. They're concise. They are, and they answer good questions. Like and they they, li- they do a really good job with their like links, like linking you to actual scientific studies, easy to follow and well researched. Yes. So um, the headline is what grabbed us because both of us had have had conversations throughout these thirty days of quarantine about people who have conspiracy theory itches in their brains. Mm-hmm. And the headline of this article was: "Nearly a third of Americans believe a conspiracy theory about the origins of the coronavirus." Yeah. So both of us were like, "Huh? Let's find out what's going on there." A third. That's like a big percentage. A third. Um, so why, Jan? <laughs> What's happening? Well, let's why? talk about the survey. Let's talk about the survey. So what yes. did they ask people? They asked people about how the virus started, basically, like what they believed about how the virus started. And only 43% chose came about naturally, which is what science is suggesting at the moment with all the information that we've been able to gather so far. Uh, and it and it seems to be pretty conclusive in the sense that like it it is, um, you can tell like if it is, if a virus has been like manipulated or from nature or right. yeah and they've so, linked it to um, a similar virus in uh, bats in yeah. bats yeah yeah it has like a a cousin virus um, that that they found in like 2013 in um, a city that's about a thousand miles away from Wuhan and it seems to be like a cousin disease. So, you know, it, it definitely suggests that probably coronavirus that we're looking at right now or COVID um, is, is from bats. Um, So only 43% chose came about naturally. The rest believe it was either made intentionally by humans it was created accidentally by humans in a lab. Um, and then there was 1% that, the, that said the virus doesn't exist at all. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I... If you start I, reading Facebook threads, it feels like a lot more than 1%. <laughs> yeah, I'm always, like, really... Yeah, I'm always really surprised by these people, like, Holocaust deniers. Like, yeah, what? Like, there's proof. <laughs> So it wasn't that long ago. It's not like it happened like it before ancient Rome or something. Like, I mean, I it was, <laughs> our grandparents were alive for it. <laughs> but they're not so. The naysayers. It's true. So mm. I thought that this was really interesting because this is not an American phenomenon, although this uh, article, of course, is based on a survey in the U.S. because I yeah. have had this conversation with students and friends and friends of friends here in the Czech Republic as well. That um, and I would say in similar proportions, probably um, yeah. that people have also said, "Well, you know," mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they've continued on with something similar. Either it isn't natural, or it's been messed with, or mm-hmm. um, there was human intervention. 
And this uh, information is coming from scientists who are like on YouTube with like their own. <laughs> right. Well, and that's part of the interesting thing with this particular um, conspiracy theory is that you and I, we've talked a lot about conspiracy theories. We grew up in the Midwest, like yeah. <laughs> they abound um, across lots of different topics. Yes, um, they do. But, but one interesting thing is that conspiracy theories tend to have a little grain of truth in them somewhere. Yeah. And that is super interesting about this one because at the beginning, there were scientists even giving information on CNN um, saying, well, we're not sure because there is this lab in Wuhan and it's possible that blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I think it's important for us to take a moment and pause here that like misinformation can be spread by scientists and people in the scientific field. Scientists are not infallible and sometimes they have an agenda mm-hmm. just like anybody else in the world. And um, depending on what that agenda is or where their money is coming from, sometimes mm-hmm. findings can be, you know, Right. And we all know that because the scientists who do work for uh, tobacco companies <laughs> tend to find different things yep. than scientists who don't. And like we, we are aware of this. So um, so one of the reasons was just not enough information at the beginning. And there is a lab in Wuhan and there uh, was some um and they are like a level four whatever lab right. where like they they handle diseases like Ebola and uh, just diseases that are not allowed to be handled in just a normal everyday mm-hmm. lab. But right. it would appear as though this one came about naturally. Mm-hmm. So the beginning of this conspiracy theory was that it was being touted um, and speculated on by microbiologists, by scientists saying, well, Mm -hmm. we're not sure. Um, But that not sure (laughs) turned into, um, in a lot of places, this idea of that, well, there's a laboratory and probably something leaked or was contaminated or blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Now, there's several... Oh, go ahead. No, I think some of that comes down to trust, right? Like, um, Americans and Chinese typically tend to distrust one another Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to, you know, these sorts of things. And Right, because there was a Chinese politician that was saying that actually it was leaked in an American laboratory. Yeah, Um, I was going to say, they have... They have some speculation that, like, we've poisoned their population as well. Right. (laughs) Um, But also whether people trust their governments and Mm -hmm. whether that government is saying responsible, well-researched things. Right, right. So, actually, that... I wanted to read a quote because um, there are lots of rabbit trails that both you and I went down. We read some other articles, but something I really liked was from um, an article that came from Physics World, and we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, and this scientist is talking about conspiracy theories and why people continue to believe them. And I really like his his take. Basically, he's saying we've had conspiracy theories 
for a long time. Like, he starts the article talking about Galileo. Um, But he says, Then as now, conspiracy theories are not a sign of irrationality. Instead, they spring from the attempt by non-experts to make sense of often overwhelming and contradictory information based on personal values, available evidence, whom one trusts, and experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really important to remember that, like, even though you hear a conspiracy theory and you go, oh, my God, how does this person even believe this? Like, when you don't trust the Chinese government or the American government or the Czech government or wherever you live, um, and you have this basis of value and you trust someone on the Internet that's telling you something or on CNN, um, yeah. I think that it's easy to jump to a conclusion without the the information. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because this generation is growing up in a world where um, things that used to be concrete proof are no longer concrete proof. Like mm-hmm. in the age of Photoshop, one can make it look like anything happened. Um, mm-hmm. And so you always have to ask that question. Like, is this, a legitimate photograph is it not a legitimate photograph because people can manipulate things so much and I think people there are some naturally gifted people who can kind of who extrapolate from a lot of different sources and they get excited and they just want to like talk to everybody about it and it's it starts spreading it starts spreading on social media and then you know it can start spreading like there's even senators and mm-hmm. um, governors who were mentioned in these articles who were responsible for disseminating misinformation. Right. Uh, and still continue to do so, I might add, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> about different well, aspects. It's, it's nice to have a them to blame, right? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That, that politically helps you out if you can say those those others over there, they're to yeah. blame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, a lot of that blaming tends to be racially motivated. Um, You know, we have like a natural bias, some of us, uh, against China. Um, And I'm seeing us as in like the U.S., (laughs) not me in particular. (laughs) But um, but yeah, that that does play a role, doesn't it? I mean... Mm -hmm. And to be, I mean, honest, China has not always been forthcoming with their numbers or with their information. So, yeah, um, and neither is the U.S. That's the fun part. <laughs> right. So when um, and even reputable news agents and even reputable news agencies have said, and I've read it on BBC, on CNN, uh, as reported by China, they always give that little caveat because we're actually not sure even to this day of the numbers because we're not sure how they calculated them, mm-hmm. who who they um counted in the deaths versus who they counted as sick and who was tested. So there are a lot of questions that feed into this, yes, underlying underlying mistrust, distrust, and racial fears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting when I was reading or I was listening to a podcast this morning and they named the top three countries that like people are most worried about misrepresenting like their numbers. Um, it was China, Russia, and the U.S. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they kind of get lumped together a lot. It happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. It does happen. Mm. 
Um, so that's the conspiracy theory. That's kind of where it's coming from. Um, there are other conspiracy theories around COVID-19 that we won't get into, but if you want to go down that way yeah, on the internet, it is rife some of with... them are really hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the ones I heard in the Czech Republic is that it's a right-wing quest to get rid of old voters because they vote for the the party that's in power right now or I don't know just Wait, these right crazy it would, that would be a left left wing left wing sorry yes yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so just like every country has their own little um conspiracy theories that yeah. come up with this because you want to make sense of your own world so, um, this is not the only conspiracy theory that is out there. Um, it will not be the last conspiracy theory that is ever <laughs> propagated out there in the world. So, are there ways that we can fight against conspiracy theories or the things that we can do as a society, do you think? Yeah, I think providing people with better tools. Like, one of the points that um, this article made was that the people who are the most likely to be to die from this disease are the less edu- the least educated um yeah yeah so and you know they also talked about you know um african the african american population in the US is there has been there have been several rumors that have gone around in the African-American population. Like one at first was that they couldn't get the disease that Mm -hmm. black people were immune. And um, I remember Idris Elba did a video of himself with coronavirus speaking to African-Americans. I forgot about that. That's right. And and black people in general saying like, don't believe this, like still be careful. Um, So I think that's important. Like we have like representatives that that have like gotten it that speak about their experience, like Tom Hanks did and his wife, Mm -hmm. Rita, um, that kind of give people like an idea of what to expect from the disease. Because like, ultimately, what what are the stats? How many of us will get this? Like what percentage? Uh, I think it's up to 40 to 50%, right? Eventually it'll be something like a flu that and I think that most people within a season get like I think it's like 40 percent of the population yeah so 40 40 percent to 50 percent of the population could get this disease or this virus um and it we could go away for the summer as these types of viruses typically tend to wane in the summer and then have a resurgence in the fall Um, so I think it's really helpful that we get accurate information from people who've experienced out there. Um, also there is a quote, um, from physics world where it said far more effective is to provide people with better tools to make sense of their personal, political, and social experience. Yet the disciplines that cultivate these interpretive tools collectively called the humanities are largely having their resources redirected to the sciences. Yeah, I think that that is a really important thing that you want to give tool people that you want to give tools. (laughs) You want to give people the tools to be able to evaluate their own experiences. Um, And that, I mean, 
that's a whole podcast. That's like eight podcasts right there. Yeah, but, it is. <laughs> we don't need to go in depth there. But I think that it's really important to look at things from all angles. And you might walk away and say, no, my point of view is is still valid for me. And this is the right one. And the science shows it. Um, or whatever viewpoint you're taking it from shows it. But it is really important to challenge yourself and to um, be willing to go down that road and to find out not just some scientist on YouTube saying, (laughs) I took a look at this virus under a microscope and this is my opinion. Like, you need Mm -hmm. peer-reviewed studies. You need uh, all the information. Accurate reporting is like a huge thing Mm -hmm. um because at first when this virus came out like came out (laughs) like it was released like a fashion fashion line (laughs) no (laughs) oh man at first when this virus showed up on the world stage (laughs) um there was a lot of speculation and that speculation it was was just the flu you and I had this conversation I almost flew to Spain it's just the flu because that's what the information was saying all the statistics everything that came out um I did a lot of research because I wanted to fly to Spain Um, yeah yeah and there was even a microbiologist who is responsible for a lot of the lab like it was created in a lab talk um, Richard Ebright, uh, he speculated to the Washington Post that the virus could have been passed to humans in a lab accident. Um, and then it was picked up and published in a number of media outlets and quickly echoed by some government officials, um, including members of the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson's administration. And yeah, people believed it. And y- y- why wouldn't you? It's a microbiologist. The government is confirming it. Why wouldn't you think this was um, really happening? But I think speculation needs to be done responsibly by our, by our scientific mm-hmm. community. But that isn't something that we can do anything about. But I think that we can be responsible, you know, since so much information is spread via social media these days. Um, we can be responsible with what we share. Right. Um, Don't click share until you do a little Snopes. Well, I have two little moments of calm. Um, and I'm going to insert one of them right here right now because it is a really lovely way to kind of, I feel, sum up this idea of conspiracy theories. Hopefully mm-hmm. everyone out there now knows that COVID-19 was not created in a lab and um, they'll go out there and not share that on their Facebook. Um, So this quote is from Seneca, and it's, every man prefers belief to the exercise of judgment. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And it is true. It's true in me. Like, I, you've been my friend for a long time, and how many times have I said to you, January, no, no, because that's me, and I get sassy. And then I have to come back to you and be like, actually, I Googled that and you were right. (laughs) Um, And I think being humble and being willing to check it out. uh, I told you one of my students did that when we were still 
in the real world. And, um, and I told him, no, 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 that's absolutely not right. And then I went and looked up the information and had to send him an apology because I was like, oh, yeah, you were right. And I was wrong. And I think it's yeah. important to be willing to be wrong. Yeah. I think you, you know that there's misinformation. You've had access to, like, the the science and the reasons why it's not true. And you can pass that along as well mm-hmm. on an individual level, um, like you were talking about being wrong. But you can also help give people resources or point people to resources where they can kind of discover for themselves. Cause nobody really likes to be told no, no, that no, they're true. wrong about something, <laughs> but you know, hopefully we can lead each other to like, when you see somebody post on Facebook, when you see somebody post on Instagram, something that you know to not be true or know that is like just speculation. Right. Um, maybe, you know, also posting something like, Hey, this is another point of view or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really think important not to jump down people's throats and be like, yeah, that's fake news. You're an idiot. If you wrote that, I've seen people do yeah. that. Like, don't, don't do that. They will not change their mind. Like it's much yeah. better to say, actually, uh, it, yeah, here's another point of view or, um, here are some, um, red lights or some flashing lights that this is probably not um well researched because their <laughs> their email is at gmail or it's <laughs> yeah or it's being printed on a wordpress doc or you know like yeah. there are lots of things that people just don't know or aren't aware of that can yeah. if you or that guy's up- youtube is showing him like sitting on his couch <laughs> <laughs> right exactly <laughs> So, um, and for my last, my moment of calm, our real moment of calm, um, this is a loving tribute to today. It's from Mark Twain. In the spring, I have counted 136 different kinds of weather inside of four and 20 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because here in Prague, it has been sunny rainy it snowed this morning yeah and now it looks like a beautiful spring day outside my window yeah I know (laughs) I was taking Gus for a walk and it was like this morning and it was like bright and sunny and then like I'm just looking at his coat and I'm like that's snowballs (laughs) not snowballs (laughs) but like little snowflakes you know that are falling onto his uh his fur and then I'm like oh my gosh it's getting on my glasses um it's hard to notice weather with like the hood and the mask and everything. <laughs> I have to look for visual clues now. <laughs> I I went to the store in a sweatshirt because yesterday a sweatshirt was enough and halfway oh down my, my street I was freezing. I was freezing. like, I had no idea. I know, I know. Yesterday was like 13 degrees. Today was like four. Yeah. <laughs> Celsius so for those Twain. of you listening to in the US. Yeah, Mark he Twain is a smart some. guy. Yeah. So, well, I've, thanks for yeah, going I've... down the conspiracy lane with me, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to our next in-depth coverage <laughs> of the. <laughs> yeah, and we questions. obviously couldn't do complete justice to these yeah. articles in the short amount of time we had. So, please, if you're like, what are these girls talking about, and why did this happen, and all of those questions that might come to your mind that we don't have time to explain in, you know, 35 to 40 minutes, um, there's 
all of our resources are linked in our show notes. And um, yeah, if you have time, take a peek. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's all. Excellent. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and go stand by the window and soak up that sun. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go play Animal Crossing. <laughs> do it close to a window. Mm-hmm. All I will right. do that. <laughs> well, have a great day and I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. <gasps> Wait, I'll talk to you tomorrow and it'll be number 30. Countdown Wait, is it is tomorrow? Or... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Someone out there listening. It's possibly tomorrow. (laughs) It's possibly the next day. We don't know. If if I'm one off. (laughs) Yeah. Like there there was that news story where um, a local news show put on like as part of their like nightly thing that they do. Uh, they they had a what day is it segment. Uh, <laughs> it's just like it's your weekly update or it's your daily update on what day it is. Today it's Thursday. Yeah, I <laughs> I need that in my life. They so do. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I will talk to you soon, Tassie, and we will see you guys tomorrow, whether it's thirty or not. Yep. <laughs> Bye. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of From Quarantine. Our greatest wish is that it brought some levity to your day. If we made you laugh even a little bit, then we accomplished our goal. We are now live on all major platforms, so you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, as well as your favorite third-party apps. Just search for From Quarantine. You can find us on Instagram by searching from quarantine as well. And you can also reach us through our website, quarantine.cz. We would love it if you would like and share our episodes with your friends. But if you could also take a moment to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, that would help us out tremendously. Thanks again, and we'll see you tomorrow. This podcast is brought to you by the coronavirus outbreak. Live together. Dialogue.